this is empowering to make the difference. With Abiodu and Ajoke Koliwo. Enjoy the word of God and watch it transform your world. Engaging the laboratory of God. Hallelujah. But let's start from Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34. I will need some scripture to help me as fast as possible. Let us start from there. Looking at what God has in store for humanity and you and I in that place. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. What exalts a nation is not technology. What exalts a nation is not oil. If oil exalts a nation, Nigeria will be one of the greatest countries in the world. What exalts a nation is not population. If that's what exalts a nation, Israel should not even exist. It's one of the smallest nations in the world. Are you with me? What exalts a nation is what exalts a person. That's why he said on a rider, the sin is a reproach to every people. See, what is sin? Quickly, let me tell you this. The uh, sins we commit because it's our nature and those applies for unbelievers if you have never received jesus christ you are a practitioner of sin you have no option because that's your nature when you are born again you may still commit sin but it's not because it's your nature it's because your mind is not transformed are you with me but nevertheless, whether as a nature or as a product of a transformed mind that is not complete, when you sin, you open the door for reproach into your life. Okay, in the New Testament, sin goes beyond action. You see, in the Old Testament, sin is action. In the New Testament, it is beyond action. Sin begins with when you know to do something and you don't do it, it is sin. In the Old Testament, sin is what you have done and committed. In the New Testament, sin is even much more like like that. Jesus Christ said, when the spirit of truth shall come, it shall reprove the word of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness before I go to my father and see me no more, and of judgment because the peace of this world is already judged. But let's believe ourselves to sin. What is that sin there? Unbelief. Whenever you and I walk in unbelief, we are operating in sin. So in the New Testament, when we walk in unbelief, you open the door for reproach into your life. Do you understand that now? Are you still with me? So it says sin is a report to any people. So when people commit sin as a child of God, that is what I limit myself onto. Last week, remember, I talked about the remnant principle. I opened it from Isaiah chapter 1. It said, except the Lord had left off a remnant, which will have been like Sodom and Gomorrah. And how did he get there? He said in the verses before that, he said, look, look at your nation. It's decimated. Strangers are destroying your land. Things are there. He said, but except the Lord have left us a remnant, we should have been like Sodom and Gomorrah. Praise God. And so we're looking at that remnant, which is the church. How do we operate in the master key that will cause us 
to increase that will cause our society and environment to be blessed because we are. Can you give me some 34? Quickly, I want to jump into the fear of God. I don't want to waste too much time. I want to close some time. Hallelujah. Psalm chapter 34, please, verse 9. We want to talk about the fear of the Lord. What is the antidote to that? It says, Oh, fear the Lord, you be saved, for there is no want to them that fear. See, clearly speaking, there is no scripture, there is no other key in the Bible that guarantees you increase except the fear of God. You can love God, that's okay, but it doesn't guarantee you increase. What guarantees you increase is the fear of God. Now the fear of God cannot be there without the love of God. The love of God begins it, the fear of God finishes it. Are you with me? When you walk in the fear of God, you open the door for wealth. When you don't walk in the fear of God, you will not prosper as you are supposed to prosper. Don't let anyone deceive you. Check scriptures. I give you scriptures and scriptures. But last week, I gave you examples from the Old Testament. I gave you people in the Old Testament who were wealthy. What made them wealthy is the fear of God. I am speaking to a lot of young people. Many young people, they assume that what gives increase is hard work. Hard work is part of it, but it doesn't grant wealth. Wealth doesn't come by hard work alone. It doesn't come by degrees you announce alone. You can have degrees like a thermometer. It doesn't mean you will work, you will have wealth. I'm going to define what I'm going to this morning for you, but it's important because if you are not motivated by the fear of God, the Bible says there will be one. Verse 10, please. See what it says in verse 10. Verse 10. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord, if you read NIV, repeat it again, they that fear the Lord shall not want any good thing. I want to repeat that again. The young lions may suffer lack, they may be hungry, and they seek out God. I fear the Lord. I will not lack any good thing in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 11. Verse 11. See what to say. Come, ye children. Hacking unto me, I will do what? I will teach you the fear of the Lord. That's not says word. That's not said, Oh, fear the Lord. You he says, Open the you say, remember, that's mine. That's eleven says, Come all you children, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. I want you to listen to me as we decide how do we get to the fear of God. There are two ways. Fear of God that brings prosperity will rest upon your life. I will see you one or two more scriptures that shows you the benefit of fearing God. But hold on. The first is when you get born again, you are a saint of God. There is a measure of the fear of God in your life. That measure of fear of God. Is what verse 10 said, the young lions do suffer lack and they hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. That is what is yours by virtue of being a saint. But that is not sufficient to keep you on the track of abundance and prosperity. So that one you have 
is what I call the fear of God that was caught. But there is a fear of God that is taught that we have to learn. And this is what I'm concerned about because I don't know whether you have seen people who tell you, oh, I fear God. And they actually mean it. But they are only speaking about that one that is a product of sainthood. Only oh, he saints. You just have it. Oh, fear the Lord, you saints. But you will see when you get closely to them, they don't understand what the fear of God really is. I'm going to be saying it this morning. What is the syllabus? He said, Oh, come, you children. Hearken unto me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is he going to teach the fear of the Lord? Who is he going to teach the fear of the Lord? It is only God's children that can understand this principle. Now put it at the back of your mind because some of you will have questions, and rightly so. What about unbelievers that are wealthy? What about unbelievers that have money? I'll go there this morning. That's why I'm rushing myself because I want to show it to you in God's word. This fear of the Lord that God is talking about, only God's children have the capacity to read it, to understand it, and to do it. And when you read it, you understand and you do it, nothing can stop you from having the good things of life. Nothing can stop it. The scriptures cannot be broken. But if you don't have it, I will show you again what happens. But the fear of us, he said, Come you children, let me teach you the fear of the Lord. So let's look at the syllabus of what it means to what we will learn to have the fear of God. Verse 12. The syllabus is going to from verse 12 to 14. What man is he that desired life and loveth many days that he may see good? Excuse me. Excuse me. Listen to me. The first introduction to the syllabus is do you really desire life? This life there is not talking about living long. This life here is eternal life. This life here is God's life. Do you really desire? Oh, you want to pay your bills. That's not what he's talking about. That's not life. He said, this thing comes not, don't enter, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am coming that they might have life and have it more abundantly. But they were living before. What life is he talking about? The life that comes from a relationship, from having Jesus in your life. Why should you be a Christian? Why should you be a child of God? And you are assaulted and harassed by sin. Every boy, every girl in the neighborhood confuses you. There's something wrong. You have no desired life that makes you walk above and beyond the operations of those things that seem to entangle you. Are you still with me this morning? Do you desire life? Why should you walk on the streets? And the Bible says that I have seen an evil upon the face of the earth. <clears throat> Why servants are horseback? Said princes are welcome. He said, I have seen this evil, it proceeds from the ruler. I taught you some weeks ago about it. It proceeds from the ruler. Who is the ruler? It proceeds from the authority. Those who have the power to teach. What is that? What makes you <coughs> imitate the enemy? What makes you desire to have what they have instead of desiring 
to have life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you com- am I communicating with you? If I see someone riding a Rolls Royce, I can ask myself a question. Oh, what of these I can have a Rolls Royce? Or I can ask myself a question. I desire life. Because when I have life, everything that is written concerning me in this book will come to pass. So where does it begin from? The intro to it is you desire life, you love many days, and you may see good. This is the introduction. This is the syllabus. Next verse, verse 13 and 14. Keep <coughs> your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking bad. Pastor, all this thing I'm going to begin is not more complex than this. This is the first topic. To keep your tongue from evil. I am not going to be talking a lot about words this morning. But what opens the door to your breakthroughs or closes the door to your increase is your tongue. It ever shows you fear God or proves that you don't fear God. He said, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking God. What is God from speaking hypocrisy? What is hypocrisy? Hypocrisy is from the world hypocrites. Where is that word mask? Masquerade. When you are not who you say you are, when you say one thing and you mean something else, believe you me, you are undermining your wealth and your prosperity. Because it's a proof that you don't fear God. And when you don't fear God, you can never prosper. You can have some change, but not prosper. Let us see. Say, and depart from him. He repeated it. That means you are aware of evil and you take a conscious decision to depart from it. Many people, they explain away evil. They romanticize evil. They give excuses for evil. When you do this, brother, I tell you this, you are sending away your wife and your prosperity by yourself. When you call evil by its name, and you depart from evil, you open the door to blessings. Now, let's read the next verse and proceed. Seek peace. Hold on there. Seek peace and pursue. When you say pursuing peace, you have to go to Matthew chapter 5 with the Beatitudes and check out there what he's talking about a man of peace. When you are not doing this, we open the door for breakthrough. Proverbs summarize this for us. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 14. Summarize it. Summarize it. Proverbs 8, 14. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 14. He summarize all of this in another format for what it is to, uh, to fear the Lord. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 14. Can you open to us read verse 14 and verse 15? I want to open my Bible. Hallelujah. Verse 13 and 14. Verse 13 and 14. The fear of the Lord is what? Is to hate evil. This is the syllabus. Is to hate evil. 
what is evil? If I go there this morning, I will not stop. But you know what it means. I will explain later. Pride. You see, you see that uh, sign. I don't know how they call the game in English. That double colon, right? You know what it is. Whenever you see it in the Bible, it's an explanation of what is behind. Are you with me? What is that thing you're talking about? Pride, arrogancy, and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. So to hate evil is to reject pride, arrogancy, and the evil way. I want you to say after me, I reject pride, I reject arrogancy, the evil ways, I reject them all in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 14 and 15, quickly. Counsel is mine and some wisdom. I am understanding, I have strength. Verse 15. By me kings reign and princes decree justice. You will see the benefit of it this morning. But when you have the fear of the Lord, these are some of the things that happens for you. But let us ask ourselves, where do you learn this? Where do you actually can learn to hate evil? Where is it you can actually learn to hate arrogancy? Where is the place where you can actually learn not to be a hypocrite? You see, when you bring up children, I'm a father, I have three children, they're adults now, and all of you are parents, what you taught your kids were the foundational principles of language. If your children were speaking English, for example, you start by saying, come, go. Is that not so? One sentence at a time. My first son, he did not talk on time. He's a lawyer today, he can speak. He could not talk. When he was even two years old, there, but he still could not talk. He was not talking. If he wanted bread, he would come and hold your hand, take you to where bread is, and put your hand on the bread. If he wanted plantain, he would take your hand, he would not say anything. But he started speaking, we are wondering where we got the sentences from. Where we are teaching the words. The way we began to say what sentences. So where do we learn the words that can make us have sentences that make us qualify to live as someone who fear God? Do you learn the fear of God in school? No. Do you learn the fear of God at work? No. Where is it that you learn the fear of God? The only place where you can learn the fear of God is in God's laboratory. Before I tell you what the laboratory is, you know what the laboratory is. Everything you see in the natural is a reflection of what happened in the spiritual. The Bible tells Romans chapter 1, it says the invisible things of him are clearly seen. That is, what you cannot see, you can see. And they are clearly understood from the things which do appear. If you want to produce a machine, if you want to produce a, a vehicle, where you begin from is not the factory. Where you begin from is a laboratory. Okay? If there is a problem, are you sitting with me this morning? If there's a problem, if there's a question, if there is something that needs to be solved, where you begin from is not that thing. Where you begin from is a laboratory. Pastor and I, we had a guest yesterday, a pastor, and we were talking. And we were saying, if the government can make use of psychologists, 
philosophers and some of the social scientists to sit down in the office and define solutions to some of the problems. The problem will be solved at well because when you go to the laboratory, you bring results out of research. When you bring it out, it will just be a matter of scale. Are you with me? You scale it and it will produce results. See, last week, one man won the Nobel Prize. In fact, it was the oldest person that will win the Nobel Prize. His name is John B. Goodfellow. That's his name. This is a chemist. What was his research? See, we are talking about global warming. The reason why it's raining and everything's happening, global warming, they say. This man said, one of the things we can do is to stop using fossil fuels. What is fossil fuels? That's petrol, carbohydrates, carbons, and everything. And we went to the laboratory and began to do research. This man is 97 years old. They've been working on it for years. And you know what they got out from? The result they got out from is what makes you able to use your mobile phone. Because they don't use the normal battery, they use what they call the lithium ion battery. Are you with me? That doesn't use carbon. Now, it was in the laboratory. By the time they finished it, guess what happened? Many other things could be produced from it. Do you know why? They went into the laboratory. When it comes to the fear of God, we open the door for everything. The laboratory, first Timothy, let me show you what the laboratory is. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. This is, it may look simple, it may look difficult to somebody, but if you can't understand it, you will never be able to have the fear of God where you will learn to hate pride, arrogancy, evil, and a forward mouth. But if I tarry long, that God knows know how thou art to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Listen to me. Brothers and sisters, I have great love for you, and God knows I do. If you misunderstand what it means to walk in the truth, you are simply waiting to experience calamity before you understand. Every school gives lectures. After they are giving lectures, they give a test. When you pass the test, you go to the next class. When you come to church, the Bible calls the church the ground and the pillar of truth. That is, it is not just the building, everything about it is what is speaking truth. When you receive, that is, when you are in church, you don't doze up, you don't sleep up. When you hear the word of God, when you allow yourself to be educated in the word of God, and you practice those things, what will happen? The fear of God will dawn upon your soul. Are you what I'm saying? And your life will begin to command the blessing, begin to command the increase. But if you refuse that, if you see church as just a religious place, what does it mean? Every school will have their rules and regulations. If you see a school that has no rules and regulations, you see a school that do not have good products. Are you with me? Are you kind of what I'm saying? 
every school they have a syllabus they have resumption time they have break time they have closing time why because that's the ground if you are in school and your school is in seven o'clock you come in 7 30. though you pay school fees though you wear uniform they will deny you access why because they are rules now that is for a physical thing for the church it is a ground and pillar of truth now, why is it a grand and pillar of truth? That is where the truth of life will be thought. That's where the truth of life will be practiced. Luke chapter 16, I think verse 21 or thereabouts, he said, If you have not been faithful in what belongs to another man, no man will give unto you your own true riches. It is in the laboratory, which is the church, that is where you learn the fear of God from. There are some of you here who are employers of labor. I don't want to embarrass you. But I'm sure you have it said, people tell you that when somebody comes and tells you he's a Christian, you are free. You are very, very alert. Many people who actually go to church, they are quite untrustworthy when they come out of the church. Do you know why? Because many people see church as just a religious ground. Okay? And it doesn't have matter. The Pentecostal church doesn't help matter. Do you know why? Because when we come to church, we have some ways in which we deal with them. We give them gifts. We give them drink. If we do, we write their number. We begin to phone them. We follow them up. We begin to greet them. Somehow we don't know at what point we should transit from asking after this person to learning this person that your future destiny is at stake. And at this point, I'm going to go back to the love of God and the fear of God. Very briefly. When you have the love of God in your heart, you are emotionally excited about God. When you love someone, true or false, it's an emotional thing. Alright? My wife was warned not to marry an Ijebu man when she was young. And I'm sure she agreed with her grandfather. But I'm an woman, she married me eventually. Is that not so? Because when you are talking about love, it's about emotion. It's not about what somebody has said to you before. Is that not so? Oh, your man must not marry you. Wait until they fall in love. All that one will not matter. Is that not so? Because, are you with me this morning? When you are talking about love, you are talking purely emotion. And that's one of the reasons why. It's easier for those who are in love to praise. Why? They have things to show for their emotion. Have you noticed that uh, the culture of an environment can indicate to you what the environment actually fears? If you get to any city, what you are going to be looking out for is the culture of the people. If I come to your house, if I spend 10 minutes in your house, I can know what is the culture of the house. I get to your house, I'm waiting for dad and mom to come in. Your son or your daughter shows up. I say, oh, pastor, hold on. He doesn't have a pastor, he doesn't care. He put on TV and put a movie there. That's the culture of the house. We watch movies every time. Or somebody shows up, your son and daughter put on a preacher, a preacher. I mean, I'm just a little child. That's the culture. If you look at the songs that they are singing in the secular world in Nigeria, they are talking about money. That also, everything is about money, 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 dollar, pounds, money. 
Churches, what they complain about mostly is what there's no love in that church. What they are talking about is the emotion. You see, and that goes to praise. Because when you love, you praise. Is that not so? But the fear of God is the other side of the coin, like I told you last week. The fear of God is a decision. It has nothing to do as much as an emotional high. It has to do as a decision because of who he is. Therefore, worship is worth sheep. What he is worth. And those who take a decision to worship God, they are actually the people who fear God. Because whether things are good or bad, they want they are consistent. You can trust their word. If they told you, Pastor, I'll be there at 8 o'clock, they'll be there at 7.50. Come rain, come shine. They will have to trust, not because of Pastor, why? Because of a decision they have taken. Because what? They feared God. Joseph did not have a pastor. Joseph did not have an instructor. Joseph did not have a church he went to. But Joseph feared God. When Jonah was in the belly of the fish, and they woke him up, oh, before he got to the belly of the fish, he said, oh, hold straight down, scriptures, wake up, who are thou? He said, I am a servant of God, and I feared God. When Jacob was going to leave Laban, and Laban began to pursue Jacob, you know what Jacob said? Jacob said to Laban, you have changed my wages these ten times. If not for God and the fear of my father Isaac, you would have cheated me. There's something about the father's fear. Are you with me? It is a decision based on who the person was worth. Father Abraham, God gave me a promise for 25 years. When the promise was to be fulfilled, when was 99? Remember, this was a man who was earlier when they are coming from Muscata of the Chedalaoma in Genesis chapter 14. He said, I will not take anything that belongs to you. I have lifted up my hand to God Almighty. That is the fear of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When God appeared to him at 99, what did God say to him? Abraham, you have loved me. You have been with me. You have been obeying me. It's time to walk before me and be that perfect. James chapter 17. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The fear of God is the other side of the coin. Whether your parents will reach or poor, whether you want to have it or not, whether you have nothing or nothing, whatever it is, if you have the fear of God, you will surely, surely prosper. Psalm 112. Let's begin to quickly see what are the benefits 
of this. In fact, before you Psalm 12, go to Psalm 31, please, verse 19. Psalm 31, verse 19. Just go there quickly. Psalm 31. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have made up for them that want the fear day. Not that love day, the fear day. We that have work for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. I want to say after me, I receive the goodness of the Lord. As from today, I will work in the fear of God. Let me tell you something. When you fear God, there are some goodies and goody goodies that is sought for you. I'm going to mention some of them this morning. Let's go to Psalm 112 before we go there. Psalm 112, verse 1 to 3. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have to rush. I have to rush now, please. Just help me. Psalm 112, verse 1 to 3. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man that fear the Lord. That the Lord greatly in his commandments. What is he going to have? Let me ask. No. His seed shall be mighty upon us. That's what I was telling you last week. Even if you are a single person or you want to get married, when you fear God, it is a matter of time you will have seeds. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. That is, your children's children, they already have something going for them because you fear God. You don't have to do so much work. Verse 4. Oh, verse 3. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endured forever. What is the difference between wealth and riches? Is the Bible saying the same thing? When you don't fear God, listen to me, when all you do is, I love God, you may be rich, you will never be wealthy. I don't have time to show you scriptures that back me up, but that's the truth. It is only when you fear God, you have wealth and riches. What's the difference? Wealth is an enduring abundance that will survive every adversity. Riches is a temporary abundance. You will never see a once wealthy person. You will see a once rich person. When you fear God, you will be wealthy. You will have resources that regenerate itself and you will be rich. Amen. And these are the things quickly. Just write this down because of time. Just write six, six things down before I go to the next phase and start running on. Number one, preservation in economic adversity. Psalm 33, 17 to 19, write it down. You are preserved in economic adversity. And this economic problem will never affect you when you fear God. Number two, you will operate in strong confidence. Proverbs 14.26 Number three, you will operate in innovative ideas. I'll break this one down later. Number four, you will enjoy the Father's blessing. Psalm 103, verse 13. Number five, you will honor those that fear God. When people, when you see someone don't fear God, there is something about you that will repel them. You will not be able to stand. Number six, it is the foundation of wisdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Reading Psalm 107, verse 15 and 16. Psalm 107, verses 15 and 16. Are you getting anything this morning? The fear of the Lord is the foundation. If you don't have the fear of God, you may have money, you may be well paid now, but it will not endure. That's the scripture. But if you fear God, you will never go down. And I will show it to you this morning before I close. All that men will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he had broken the gates of brass and caught the bars of the irons asunder. Do you see here that those who praise God, their word, for his goodness and for his wonderful works? Those who are worshippers are not the ones, they are not in the same class with this. See, listen to me. Jesus Christ said, God is a spirit. And they that what? Worship him. Must worship him in spirit and in truth. Can you handle that? Those who praise God, they see goodness to praise him. That's why the Bible says, let everything that has bread praise the Lord. Drums can praise the God. Anything can praise the Lord. Anything that has bread can praise God. The breath of the air can praise the Lord. When you come to worship, it is those who worship in spirit and in truth can worship God. And that is a decision. They made that decision because of who God is. Can I say amen, somebody? Now, let's quickly see how it relates. My time is running out. How it relates. I'll give you just one or two examples. I will refer again to that man I talked about. The first thing that will change a man, listen to me. Don't be distracted, please. If a nation like ours will change, will increase. If anyone in the house of God is a business person or a career person, will have increase. There is something that the person must have. There is an edge the person should have. When the person has that edge, something happens. Let me also explain this this way. Once a person pays tight, you heard that the windows of the heavens are open. Is that not so? What is that window actually? What comes down from heaven? That's why Pastor was sharing with us last week or two weeks ago. There's a difference between paying tight and tithing. Paying tight is an Old Testament law. Tithing is an eternal law. Paying tithe is under the law. You are delivered from the law, from the curse of the law. If you don't pay your tithe under the law in the New Testament, you are not cursed because of that. But tithing is a lifestyle that is a product of the fear of God. When you operate tithing, what are the things that happen when windows of heaven are opening in you? The first thing I want to show you is you will have access to ideas that will change your life. 
that will change your community. The same job you're doing, it can be as a professional, whatever it is, there is a dimension that doesn't exist that you have access to because you practice the fear of the Lord. It overflows in titan. It overflows in hating evil. It overflows in all those things. Proverbs 25 verse Psalm 25 verse 14. Psalm 25 verse 14. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Psalm 25 verse 14. Is it on the screen for me? What does it say? The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Listen. How many of you know, uh, if I ask you, what does physics mean? Physics is a study of the physical ways of things. The relationship between matter and energy. Physics began by observation of the physical way things are. Wanting to know how this thing is and from there we have all that we are enjoying today from observation. Now, these things they are hidden. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They are hidden. They are not obvious. In literature, some stories are hidden. In chemistry, some stuff are hidden. If you are just working in an office there, there are some stuff hidden in that place that can make that office better. If you are looking for a job, there is a secret. There is something somewhere. That thing is called the secret of the Lord. You cannot have access to that secret of the Lord with that word without having the fear of God. When you have the fear of God, one of the things that comes to you is innovative ideas. It will rest upon you. And I will say this again and I'm about to close. But if you check, and I'm saying it because every word, every message, every church, you must function in the society and the environment you exist. In our society, because of economic adversity, the songs that people are hearing, the action and the activities, everything talk about money, money, money. Now, you will not have it that easily. What you should be talking about, the things that produces that money. Amen. And that is what the fear of the Lord will do for you. If you go to the Western nations, most of their villages are communities, they have churches. When they started the Industrial Revolution, yeah, they used slave labor at some point. Yes, those are unscrupulous people. But before that, and what happens, you will see the foundation of the fear of God. You learn commitment in the laboratory of God. You learn to do what you are told to do. You learn to do what you need to do. You learn to not take no for an answer. You learn to look for solution to problems. You learn to ask God, Lord, this is what your word says. This is a grain and pillar of truth. Your truth cannot change. Look at what your truth says. How come I am not having this experience? 
You learn from God's word like Gideon that you may be a mighty man of valor and you are hiding. The word of God comes forth and do it and brings you out of hiding. This is one of the first things that happens to you. You begin to have access to information. Say access. Say access. Can you give me Psalm 85 verse 9? Psalm 85 verse 9. Hallelujah. Surely, his salvation is near unto them that fear him. What will be the result? That glory may dwell on our land. That glory may dwell on our land. I think in 2 Corinthians 4, there is a scripture that says, The letter kill it. Help me find it. And the spirit gives life. See, he has made us able ministers of the New Testament. For the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. What happens to you and I when we operate in the fear of God? Can you look at it for me? As we go to the fear of God, that you have access to divine secret and you have access to the power of God to sustain the victory. But when someone does not have the fear of God, what he simply has is the letter of the circumstance. He does not have access to the spirit of the circumstance. Can you get it for me? Second Corinthians chapter 4, chapter 3, verse 6. Thank you very much. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. I want to show you as I begin to close. If I only just stop here. See, we also have made us every ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit gives life. See, when you and I, if we rise up in the fear of God, all right, you will begin to have access to divine secrets that will cause glory to dwell on our land. When you and I don't do what we are supposed to do, because let me tell you something, a day is going to come when this whole thing will come to an end. Jesus is going to come back. Whether people like it or not, there is something called rapture. When believers will be cut off. If you look at eschatology, the time is very close. But beyond that, when we are on here, what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to walk in the fear of God and see what are the secrets that God is unfolding for this planet. When you and I or any believer have access to it, what happens? You have both the letter and the spirit. That is, you have an invention, you have an insight that not just prospers you, all what he said is that a one twelve will come to pass. Your seed, the generation of the upright, it will go on and on and on and on. But when you don't have the spirit, but you happen to be at the right place at the right time, maybe you are in a country where the structure has been put in place over the years, you will have the letter, but you will not have the spirit. Are you catching what I'm saying? That is where you will see sons of great men, daughters of great men, living and believing worse than their parents. 
you know why? They stumbled into research, they stumbled into inventions, but the thing could not go on. But when it comes by the fear of God, there is a blessing already upon you and upon your children's children. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me this morning? I hope it's not too high sounding for somebody here. Are you getting this morning? When you have the fear of God, you position yourself for victory. When you have the fear of God, you have access to divine intelligence. When you have the fear of God, God protects you. You operate in the wisdom of God. Proverbs 117, you see there, you walk in the wisdom of God and it will be well with you. It will be well with your household. Where you can practice this easily is with your confession. Where you confess with your mouth because you can do this in your own power. In the New Testament, we have the grace of God to help us do what in the Old Testament they did good for us to do. What do you do in the New Testament? One of the things you say about your life, I love the Lord. I fear the Lord. I walk in the fear of the Lord. Because I walk in the fear of the Lord, I hate evil. I do not speak wrong words with my mouth. I do not behave myself unseemly. I seek peace. I seek good. I seek the good of anyone. I am not a hypocrite. I am dependable. I am reliable. I receive the grace of God to walk in the fear of God. I do not condone sin. Whenever I sin, I regret, I repent. Whenever my attention is pointed to my sin, I repent, I leave it off. I do not excuse it. It doesn't matter how many times you keep on confessing in the morning, confessing in the afternoon, I do not draw back onto perdition. I am obedient. I am faithful. I believe the word of God. My parents could have done their own deeds, but I am a child of God. I will fulfill my destiny. I trust God. I believe God. I fear God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are saying that to yourself. I can never fail. I did not come to this planet by my own will. God brought me here. I will fulfill the purpose by which He brought me here. I believe the word. For in the church, I have been told, is the ground and pillar of truth. I believe I was created for a purpose. I will fulfill my destiny. But I am faithful. I am loyal. I am dependable. I am trustworthy. I have the fruit of the Spirit. I walk in the power of God. I call the things that do not as though they were. I do not succumb to evil. Anytime I see evil in my life, in anyone close to me, I do not condone it. I do not excuse it. I oppose it. Anytime I see evil, I oppose it. Everything written against me must fail because I'm a child of God. Wealth and riches are in my house because I fear God. I delight greatly in the word of God. I understand the Bible. I understand scriptures. I have met Jesus Christ. He is the author. I will understand what he has written in the Bible. I understand the word of God. I receive grace to walk in the power of God. I receive grace 
to walk in the love of God. I receive grace to continue walking in the fear of God. If I don't walk in the fear of God, I understand I'm signing for poverty. I am not poor. I will not be poor. If I walk in the fear of God, my children's children they are blessed. My generations are be upright. They will not be destroyed. They will not be upset in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have secrets. I have access to secrets. The secret of the Lord concerning my life, concerning my wife, for some of you, concerning my husband, concerning my children, concerning my future. I open my ears and I hear the secret of the Lord. He is not keeping them from me. He has kept them from me. This day, I know what to say. I know what to do. I know where to go. Every obstacle in front of me is an opportunity to express the wisdom of God. I overcome every obstacle. Starting from the house of God, I see the house of God as my training point, as my laboratory. I receive the word of God. I am obedient. I am loyal. I am honest. I am faithful. I am truthful. I am prayerful. I know I'm there. I am a winner because the word of God cannot fail in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I do not have an excuse. I will not blame the government. I will not blame my parents. I will not blame anyone for my problems. I overcome problems. Every problem is meat for me. Every problem is food for me. I do not oppose every problem or these problems from my own strength. I overcome them by the power of the Holy Spirit. I rely on the Holy Spirit. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know what to do when I don't know what to do. I know where to go when I don't know where to go. I am not confused. I am not useless. I am not weak. I am not poor in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Favor comes to me. Blessings come to me. Peace come to me. I overcome. Eventually, I overcome. Eventually, I win. Eventually, I always win. I always overcome. It doesn't matter. A thousand can fall by my side and ten thousand by my right hand. It shall not come near me because I fear God. Because I fear God. I delight greatly in the word of God. I go out blessed. I come in blessed because they fear the Lord. My enemies, they will smite themselves. My enemies, they will kill themselves. Every altar that is raised against me will be smashed into pieces by the power of the Almighty God. I am victorious. I have the victory. I am winning. I always win in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am sought out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I stand out among my peers. I am outstanding among my colleagues in the name of Jesus Christ. God is on my side. God is for me. Who can be against me? Everyone that talks about me behind my back, the Almighty God will dismantle every cancer against me. But He will promote me. He will increase me. He will favor me because His word cannot fail. I am a child of the Almighty God. I fear God. I love God. I am a God worshiper. I praise God. I also worship Him. I worship Him in spirit and in truth because I worship Him. He is my God. He stands for me. He 
defend me, he protects me. Wealth and riches are in my house. Wealth and riches are in my house. That's my new name. That's my new name. I fear God. Wealth and riches are in my house. The treasure of the Lord is his fear. I have the treasure of God in my life. My children, they will stand upright. The enemy will not steal my children. The enemy will not steal my grandchildren. They will not steal from me. The Bible says my generation have you upright. They will be upright. They are upright. They overcome. Every arrow of hell against my children. Every arrow of sickness. Every arrow of unseriousness. Every arrow of destruction against my children. My children's children. I cancel them in the name of the Lord. By my confession, I say it and I mean it and I declare it. I'm a child of God. I fear God. I am blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. We hope you've been blessed by the message. For other titles in our catalog, please visit our website www.dogsandng.org or call 01740-3593. Our church services are Wednesday 6pm and Sunday 9am at kilometer 43, Lekki Epe Expressway, opposite Pan African University. Doxa International Christian Center, empowering to make the difference.